0: Welcome to Man in the Post weekend review show, quite a a dismal weekend, but I'm your host Ali and joining me as always we have Simon and Dave, how are we chaps?
1: Uh, Not too bad.
2: Yeah,
0: still here. (laughs) Uh, It's another one of those weekends where results don't go our way, Um, this podcast might be becoming a bit of a curse, so we um, just (laughs) hold it up just now and see how the season plays out without us.
2: Yeah, can we see if there's like a Fulham fan available to do this instead? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh dear, uh, yeah, not not the greatest, um, but Premier League did start on Friday evening, um, where we had Wolves winning 1-0 at Leeds, which was almost surprising that it was a 1-0 game, bearing in mind Wolves have been uninspiring recently and, well, Leeds just didn't score. Uh, Simon?
1: Uh, yeah, I, can't, I was a bit surprised really that this finished 1-0 to Wolves, um, that's, I think, They've done that twice to them uh, now this season. They've done it to Leeds. Seem to have uh, worked out how to play against them. Um, I was, To be honest, I was <clears throat> sort of half-watching this game and I don't think it was a particularly good one. Leeds weren't as uh, sort of creative chances-wise as you'd expect from them. They had a few decent chances, but they all seemed to fall to Liam Cooper, uh, unfortunately for them. They know, um, a good you No, know, <laughs> and... Uh, Wolves goal, very, very fortunate. Um, see Troyole, good effort, but comes back off the bar and hits the keepers back and goes in. Um, so yeah, I mean, as I say, it wasn't I don't think it was a particularly great game. I expected a bit more from Leeds, but I think they're without Phillips again. And again, sort of we said it a few times before now they're they're a very different team when he's when he's not playing for them. Yeah, he's definitely a special
0: player. Um, I mean, Dave, what's your it's in the game, and were you disappointed with Leeds as well? Uh,
2: a little bit, yeah, I mean, there was there was very little in the game, um, both keepers made, you know, a handful of reasonable saves, um, it was very unfortunate for Mellier to get the own goal against him, because he'd actually played quite well, Coming had a bit of a nightmare with Arsenal the week before, he was playing quite well, um, but you can't really do much about that when it comes off your, off your back, um, but other than the disallowed goal, and as, as I says, the, the chance of the fella to Liam Cooper, and um, didn't really make a you know clean one in open play. Um, and as as you say, like Wolves seem to have this his ability to to shut leads down, which not many people teams have managed this season.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's is that two wins in a row for Leeds, uh, for Wolves as well.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah. So
0: after that sticky bit of form. Um, I mean are, do we feel there's change happening or is it just maybe just rubber the green again
2: well, I think they've played they've played Southampton at a very good time um, and obviously got the win there and then they've played Leeds without Phillips who seems to make them tick completely um, and, and ground a win out there so I mean Nuno will be absolutely delighted because they were nose diving down the table and now you know in the space of a the week they've pretty much secured their Premier League status and uh That'll be it for them. Um, I mean, I didn't think anyone really thought they would, they would go down, but when when you're missing your, your best striker and uh, you seem to have forgotten how to win, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before people are going to start asking questions. But those two wins are very timely, and they'll be absolutely fine now.
0: No, no, not not what you want to hear. Bear in mind who they have, who they have next week, but we'll come on to that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think both teams are safe. I think what my biggest takeaway, having obviously not watched the game, but just the, it's not the performance you expect from Leeds. Even stat-wise, they had a lot of possession, which I never, ever thought that was Leeds' game. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I thought it was more like, they were more like the the basketball team. You know, they're getting the ball up and down the park. No real possession. But I don't know if that's, again, does Phillips have a lot to play in there? Because he's, you know, he's the... He almost dictates play from the middle of the park there, and the and the protector as well, obviously.
2: Wolves went back to the the three at the back, I think, for this, which they know it inside out. It suits them all, but it yeah. also means they don't they don't really want the ball or have the ball. Um, and when you've got you know Neto and, and Traore as your out balls, you kind of want the other team to have the ball as much as possible to draw them onto you, Absolutely. and then you can and you can let those two to to go out you. But uh, it's always a risky unit to play because as we've seen, Leeds are quite capable of, of making. Patfuls of chances, but not necessarily always taking them.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, But as I say, both teams are fairly safe. Um as I mentioned, the Wolves have Newcastle next week and I believe uh, I just had a second ago.
2: Well, Leeds, Leeds have um, a game in hand on Wednesday with Southampton and then uh, they yeah. have I'm sure they have Villa next weekend.
1: Yeah, they've got us, yeah.
2: Yeah, so an interesting couple of days. Probably a good time to play Southampton, although
0: they were about to come on to them next. They did play a bit better this weekend. Um, good result against Chelsea, um, and then obviously Aston Villa on a little bit of slump at the moment. Um, so yeah, could be a, could be an interesting few games for Leeds. Uh, we'll move on to the Saturday game though, uh, where Southampton drew 1-1 with Chelsea. Um, Minamino, I thought I've seen a clip of this. A wonderful goal where he um, basically retires Marcus Alonso. <laughs> um, and then I'm Mason Mount penalty equalise. Um, Chelsea start until draw here, Dave.
2: Yeah, they had so much of the ball, um, but as you say, Southampton were clinical with this finish. Um, I want to ask you about Minamino because he he barely got a kick for Liverpool. He's now got two two in three or four games for Southampton. Um, what's what's your view on? Was he not given enough of a chance at Liverpool before he was lo- loaned out, or was he just not good enough? Um. Obviously, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but the fact
0: that we've kept Origi and got rid of him, <laughs> um, that there goes my opinion on it. The the only way I can put it into how I feel, Dave, is do you remember the, the Crystal Palace game where we said yes. how wonderful Liverpool were to watch? Yes. Guess who started in that game?
2: Uh, God, he's got the first goal as well. <laughs>
0: guess, guess who hasn't played a single minute since then? Um, yeah, it's bizarre. It? Performances have well? not. Yeah. It makes, it makes no sense. I don't understand if it's a, a training thing. Um, if he doesn't fit the system or he doesn't, then why sign him in the first place? Because he's playing the same way as he played at, at his previous club. Um, nothing's really changed. Um, surely he's a better option than Arigi. Um I mean, you all know my thoughts on Dabak <laughs> Um And even like, if Origi just wasn't willing to go, Kind of just be that... I I feel Liverpool are too nice when it comes to things like that. Just then, don't play them. Just punt them to the reserves. Leave them. And do what's best for the club, as in use Minamino, rather than being nice to a player and say, oh, look, you can go out on loan and get your minutes there. Just give him minutes, even if it's not as much as he wants. Just almost be that bit more ruthless. Um, I wanted to see him play more minutes, um, and I'm delighted for him at Southampton. He he took his goal extremely well here. um, As it's like my my retiring Alonso comment, I mean, it isn't hard, he's not the greatest of players, defenders wise, <laughs> um, but I mean, to take the composure, um, we are we are lacking confidence, Southampton team at the moment, against Chelsea, who are doing two, two wins, three wins in a row, under Tuchel. Um, you know, playing quite well, um, as you said, they're keeping the ball, so it wasn't like, Southampton had loads of the ball, and then he does that, um, it just, you know, questions have to be asked, um, at his, his parent club of, why, um, and even if there's a reason for it, then why Why buy him in the first place, because it's not like he's had the minutes to let us down either, so no, I have no idea.
2: I just find it odd, uh, especially with, you know, I get the impression you could do with every play you get hold of at the minute, just to, <laughs> yeah. just to try something different, because it's clearly not working, and uh, obviously with, with Jota being out, um, I would have thought I Minamino mean, would have been worth it. With a game or two certainly over as you say Origi um, yeah. but you know what's what's done is done but um, you mentioned Alonso here as well he is absolutely terrible like other than when he's in the opposition penalty box which to be fair is 80% of the game he can't defend he can't pass he can't cross he can't tackle he's, he's basically a striker who plays left back it's bizarre <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah I can't agree anymore um I mean, I don't want to put him down too much because it's taken away from what Minamino did. But but he, he's awful. Like I just, I mean, I assume Chilwell's was injured. Yeah.
2: No, he's, he he prefers Alonso to Chilwell for some godforsaken reason. I don't know why. but... Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's a, i mean, it's a strange one completely. Um, you yeah, have no answer on that. I mean, Simon, what's your thoughts on? Alonso and in the, in the game in general, and, and Tuchel's interview after that. Have any of you seen that as well?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I mean Alonso, I, you know, I can't really disagree with anything you guys said. He's he's all right if uh, he's attacking the ball in the opposition box, but he's not much of a defender. Um, the game itself, I, yeah, I think Dave sort of summed it up really well. Chelsea had all of the ball. I mean that goal in the first half, as beautiful as it was, it came completely out of the blue and against yeah. the play. Um, Chelsea for all the ball they had, I don't think I don't think they created a great number of real clear cut chances. Um, which to be fair, I don't think they have done in the game since Tuchel's come in. He's they're very possession based, but um, not the most creative at the moment. And had it not been for just a, a typical strikers challenge in the penalty area from Danny Ings to uh, to give them the penalty, I'm not convinced that of Ended up breaking them down because the Southampton, considering they'd lost six in a row, seemed to be reasonably well drilled at the back.
2: I don't remember McCarthy making a save. Yeah. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he must have made at least one, but certainly not one of note. Um, as you say, it was, it was all fairly comfortable, really.
0: Is this the? Do you think this is the plan for Tuchel just now? Get get them a bit more organised, almost drill the the defensive side, the so, like solidity side and then work on the the creative patterns going forward? Or is this another, you know, the way Arteta really was at Arsenal, again, at the beginning as well?
2: I mean, I can't imagine they would get rid of Sarri to go to Lombard for a season and a half to then go back to what is essentially Sarri 2.0. <laughs> like, it just seems... I know Chelsea do everything a bit short-sightedly, but this would be <laughs> ridiculous even by Chelsea. their standards. <laughs> yeah. um, but... It is heading a bit that way, isn't it? Um, I- I'm pleased he saw the error of his ways and he recalled Mason Mount pretty quickly, often leaving him out in the first game because yeah. whether you like him or not, he is Chelsea's best player at the minute. Um, considerably as well. No, he's not even close. Um, he's made an example of a Hudson-Odoi today, which <laughs> I'm surprised at cause he's, you because know, Hudson-Odoi's been pretty good, really, under Tugel, I would have said. Um but he's pulled him off half an hour after bringing him on for apparently not pressing hard enough or something. I mean, it uh, doesn't seem you know he's got a lot of things to work out there. It's not going to be a quick fix. Definitely not. But I mean, I think the one thing we can all agree he's going to get plenty of money. Um, maybe
0: maybe not so much time, but <laughs> yeah. definitely of all the managers in the in the the top or excellent of the league. He'll be the one who will give in the most resources and even selling players. There's there's plenty of assets in the Chelsea squad um,
2: from stock players, and players that they'll be able to get rid of and make funds available as well. That's it. I mean, if he doesn't like Hudson Doe, he could sell him for £30 million, £40 million, Probably, you know, the English premium for a player of that quality. And that's, you know, it's a good start, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was just looking at the lineup there. His he, his 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 lineup. So is is he playing a back three as well, or is that just the way they? Uh, yes,
2: he's been playing a back three. Um, with Alonso on one side, and while well, has been considered playing on the other, but he switched it to Reese James for this one. But right. it's one of these where it's quite it's quite fluid. It can be changed around as and when.
0: Yeah, because well, even the the Poleta and Rudiger aren't really centre halves either, are they? More more, well Aspileta was a was a fullback. Was it Ruby got a right back as well originally?
2: Oh Christ knows he's been centre half as long as he's been to Chelsea, I think. But yeah, sort of became very good under Conde playing as, as the right side of, of three centre backs, um, yeah. and then and then seemingly got shoved back out to fullback where he was, you know, older and not as good. Um He's not a modern day fullback, is he? But no. But uh, he's the captain and, I mean, he's a rat. So, frankly, I hope he gets gets dropped and never plays ever again. But that seems seems less likely.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, Let's not talk about Chelsea because I think none of us like them. I I quite like Mason Mount, but the rest, I I hope Chelsea get relegated. It's it's a really big point for Southampton on the the run they were on. Um, Makes the Leeds game... um, and and probably a lesser extent Villa game as well. Um, not Villa game, sorry, I'm lying. surrounded, um, not literally can't see their badge anymore. Uh, Everton on Monday, sorry. Um, two important games coming up, just to try and get a bit of momentum. Not so much, obviously, they're not going to go down. There's nothing, but just to get that confidence again and get on a bit of a roll. Um, it's a good starting point for them on on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it's important to to stop the rot.
0: Yeah, they're definitely better than the run that they've shown. Um, we've mentioned the manager many a times, and and I think we're all very impressed
2: by him as well. Oh, I mean he's probably the you know the biggest asset. Um, for all, you know, obviously Danny Ings has, has been amazing for him. Um, I think he's the heartbeat of that club, and we've talked about it previously. You know, losing nine 0 twice now is that going to be like the stigma that stuck with him forever or will people see past that and say well you know look at all the good he's done um we can forgive a couple of these you know enormous blips <laughs>
0: yeah I I, I I think because of those 9-0s i think even if he did really really well with Southampton i don't think any of the big clubs would look at him for that just that arrogant reason i could see him getting a bigger job in germany or even just any foreign clubs I just think the snobbery around, you know, the Liverpool's. I'd even include Everton, Chelsea, City, Arsenal type. I just don't think he would have to like win the Premier League three years in a row with Southampton <laughs> for the snobbery to go away, which is which is stupid. Because obviously, he, he, let's be fair, he hasn't caused the nine nils, um, but because they're attached to him, as you say, Dave. I, I just can't see it ever going away with certain like parts of the media. um... Opposition fans are never going to, i never going <laughs> to forget it, uh, I will um, just ask the Pompey guys in our um, WhatsApp group.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, until Portsmouth get themselves out of League One, I don't think they can really say much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, good point for them, disappointed from Chelsea again, I don't know if we expect better from Chelsea to be honest, we do because the money they spent but they've not really shown it. Um, next game Burnley nil, no. West Brom no. um just terrible move on yeah
2: <laughs> it's just one of the strangest games I've ever seen like if someone came out and said it turns out that West Brom uh, all had a bet on this game finishing a draw you'd be like well that makes sense because there's no way in, in any logical way that they should have missed the number of chances they missed like I don't know if you've seen yeah. Alex, but like literally we're talking like three on one situations where <laughs> They just had to roll a square to score on at least two occasions, and they just didn't, or they tried to and failed miserably. Like it was pathetic, really, at the finishing on show. Well, let's get a better investigation into that game, then. <laughs> well, honestly, like <laughs> you, you, you have to see it to believe it. Like I kind of tell you how how bad some of the decisions were um, by West Brom attacking players. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, West Brom got a man set off in the thirtieth minute, and Burnley had three shots the whole
2: game. Yeah, and I know we, we always say, well, you know, Burnley are going to be fine because Dyche will get them points in you know games you wouldn't expect them to, but in recent weeks they failed to beat Fulham at home and West Brom. Um, that's worrying for them, surely. Like, who, who who are they going to beat? They can't play Crystal Palace every week.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they, and they've played us now, so that's that's their <laughs> year gone. They've got it. <laughs>
2: Um, that's that's, that's yeah. it. I mean, if you take that make that result out of the equation, logically you wouldn't expect him to win in Anfield. Yeah, they'd be on twenty five points level with us and right bang in the thick of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I do. I, I, I feel massively for Sean Dyche in this situation. Just at Burnley, I, I, just feel he's been completely shafted by the owner, the the club, whatever we look at. The just absolutely zero money spent in two seasons now. Um, it's he's almost he's like, a, he's like a it's like a downfall of his own success. Do you know what I mean? They just they know it's Sean Dykes, They know he'll get enough points, but at some point it's almost like the Tony Pulis and, and Stoke regime. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. At some point it's, he's not enough. Um, we you mentioned, uh, Hasselbult being Southampton's you know biggest asset. Well, Dyche's Burnley's. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he was to go in the summer,
2: um, I mean I don't think he will. They've been bought over, am I right? Yeah, but it turns out they've like, borrowed money to do it, so they're actually <laughs> they're, they're actually worse off than uh, than before.
0: <laughs> That's
1: somehow. never a good sign.
2: <laughs> so, so Deitch is out in the
0: summer then, um, and I could see them being that'll be the season that they finally just go down, um, depending on obviously who comes up and other negotiating circumstances, but. Dyke is the man, really, who keeps Burnley up. Like, when they've got their, their standard defence with goalkeeper, they are a very, very hard team to beat. They might not be great to watch, as, as we mentioned, but you, there's very few chances going to go in them. Nick Pope might be the best goalkeeper in the league, um, especially consistency-wise. Um, and whilst the defenders probably wouldn't get a move to a, a top club because they're more situated to the, the system that they're in, but that system hell of a works.
2: Well, this is exactly I mean Tarkovsky was apparently the man Lampard wanted at Chelsea and they ended up getting Thiago Silva instead. Um you know, fair comparison. <laughs> 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 um but but yeah, you're right. I mean Deich, Pope and the two centre halves. Um throwing like, you know, McNeil obviously good good delivery of the ball um for the two big lads when they when they're available. They're functional, very functional, but you know, I think if you take a couple of pieces out with that jigsaw then they become very very poor very quickly
0: yeah. yeah well we'll go from that pathetic performance to another pathetic performance um, Liverpool is at home for the fifth time this season I believe um, Everton 2 Liverpool 0 uh, Simon I come to you on this one
1: uh, well I mean just it's going from bad to worse for Liverpool at the moment isn't it um, I mean Everton fully fully deserve to win this game um, obviously got the early lead, and from then on looks pretty comfortable. Um, Henderson goes off injured to add yet another uh, player to the injury list at Liverpool. And I mean, I just I don't I'd love to. I mean, what are your thoughts on what's going on at Liverpool at the moment? Because up until the new, up until uh, the turn of the year, I think they'd only lost the one game this season, and that was the uh, the game I always love to mention at any opportunity, uh, the seven two against us. But they kind of had sort of seemed to have coped reasonably well with the injuries. But then, just since the turn of the year, I, I can't really work out how it's gone so drastically wrong. I mean, what are your thoughts on it?
0: Um. <laughs> Well, when Henderson went off injured and Phillips came on, Phillips and Quebec made our 19th centre-back partnership of the season. Um, If Henderson had lasted till half-time, Henderson and Quebec would have been the longest partnership Liverpool have managed to put together um, this season. Uh, But again, injuries happen. I I do believe there's something going on behind the scenes, uh, physio-type-wise, um, conditioning wise this amount of injuries just isn't normal um, obviously the Van Dyke one obviously was was mitigating circumstances um, with with a the, with the challenge but most of the other ones haven't come from challenges um, but for me it all lands on the owners uh, the lack of money invested in the club like, yes we've spent money but it's only because of sales um, I think I think the club's actually in profit on the net spend um, since the Champions League. The, I think we mentioned it either last week or the week before. Since the Champions League final, um, it's the, the percentage amount of, of that of that team has still played every game is ridiculous. When you think you know how well the club have done, um, Klopp, uh, Dave, you you hit the nail on the head earlier when you were talking about like something needed to change. Like, Klopp just refuses to change for 4-3-3. It's just the same all the time. Um, obviously, in no way I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Klopp out. Like, that. But, like, at some point, you know, he's, he's got to stop being this messiah and he can do no wrong and realise that just just change something. Like, I'm even at the stage where I, I want them to play riggy. At least it would be...
1: Bloody hell. Do you, know what,
0: but do you know what I mean? At least it would be something. Like... We're literally playing the same. Like I, I think me and you spoke about it last week, Dave. But when album's out of contract in the summer, mm. and, and he's playing all the time, just just play somebody else. Just play, even play a kid. Bring it up. Um, I, I mean, I've never been a one Aldo fan anyway. I, I firmly believe he could be the best midfield in the world on his day. Like the the performances you can put in. Unfortunately, the other 95% of the time when he doesn't play like that, he does nothing. Uh, <laughs> I will never Henderson's not a great centre half like but I'll, I'll never ever criticize him making a mistake at centre half because guess what he's an attacking midfielder um we miss fabinho in midfield more than at centre half um I think our like again the not spending money and then signing a 20 a year old on loan 2 days before the window closes isn't great van Dijk was injured and out for the season 6 games into the season 7 games when we played Everton um, I think Gomez went out two weeks later, possibly, again for the season. Somebody should have been signed the very day the window opened. Like, you can't give me this. The COVID pandemic has all of a sudden made Liverpool have no money. Because if if so, where's it gone? Um, we we haven't spent money on the stand. The the owners got a loan in for that. So where, where's the money? That's that's my biggest. Take away. They've been great for us since they came in, granted, um, very good businessmen, ran the club obviously the right way as such because they want to make the money, but unfortunately like their ultimate goal was to, to make the club as successful as it can, so eventually they can sell it and make a lot of money, they're not going the right way about it if they're not also investing into the club to keep maintaining that standards that they want to approach, so I mean that's my biggest takeaway, I mean under no illusion. I think we've probably been found out to a certain extent as well, the four three three. But again, just change it up. It's my oh just like you sound like a dick when you say it because Klopp obviously is the is probably the best thing that happened to us in in my lifetime. Um as much as I love Rafa and, and even Hoolie um for what they did. But I mean Klopp did deliver the league. He delivered us a Champions League. He's delivered us two other European finals in a space of five years. Been six years, been there five years. Um, so what he's done's been remarkable. But it, it is, I mean, ha- having paid attention to the Bundesliga back then, it really is reminiscent of the that Dortmund last season. Um, I mean, I don't know how how you guys feel, or even if you look that closely into it. But I mean, that's my that's my takeaway from the the Christian Hens. Why, as as you guys know, I've I've stopped watching football because the enjoyment is just enjoyment's gone anyway, but you're just getting frustrated. And when it starts annoying me and affecting my actual personal life, it's like, nah, it's just not worth it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, something's gone horribly wrong, obviously, but uh, it's got the stage now where if I woke up tomorrow and the news was, uh, you know, Klopp's resigned, I wouldn't be that surprised. Same.
0: I I agree with you, Dave. I, I, I hope not. And I, I won't say I don't think so, but it kind of goes against, but I I honestly don't think he sees out the season.
2: It's hard to, I mean, obviously he's had a a difficult year personally. Um, He spoke very well before the Champions League game. I heard his press conference there where he, you know, thanked people for worrying about him, but he said, honestly, I'm fine. Um, I just want to, you know, do the best for the club and all that kind of thing. Um, And after that, I thought, oh, you know, he's, He's his head's still screwed on, everything's fine, but he obviously didn't get going at all um, against uh, against Everton, and obviously that's not a game you want to lose. But as with having at the minute, there's there's mitigating circumstances.
0: Yeah, and and let's look, Ever, Everton were good in this game. Well, yes, not good, but they've yeah. done what they need to do. They were very very effective, very efficient. Um, the first 30 minutes, they. I was quite surprised with Dominic Calvert-Lewin not playing, especially with our um, centre-back predicament. But obviously they timed the uh, they timed the substitution well as well, and yeah, they've done their job very well. And they've came off three, two or three losses in a row as well. Um, so brilliant for them. Um, what's really good about it is none of the fans got to be in the stand to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so at least they have still not seen us seen, seen the team win at Anfield since 1995. So i um, sorry, Everton fans, but next season maybe. Um, I think that's enough on that one. Um, I can't handle it anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, Dave. Um, Fulham won. Sheffield United nil. Um, the Fulham train keeps on rolling uh, Dave, I'll come at you unfortunately
2: this one well, Fulham did just about enough to win but it's not hard to say why well, Sheffield United are where they are because they, they made themselves four or five decent chances and uh, just didn't finish them or even come close to finish them there was some pretty weak finishing from the people who got the chances um, but yeah it, uh, I think mean, we always expect Fulham to win this but uh, it's a it couldn't be a worse time for, for us for this fixture to have happened.
0: Yeah, Simon, did you see this? And uh, Yeah, what was your thoughts on it?
1: Uh, yeah, sort of, uh, sort of the highlights of it on Match of the Day. Um Massive win for Fulham. They've had a really good week, haven't they? With, uh, I think, seven points from nine this last week. Um I mean, the goal, awful defending from Ampeter, I think it was. And even... Oh. <laughs> Even Ramsdale made a bit of a hash of it as well. Um, yeah, I think we've kind of... We were talking a little bit before we started recording. The way Newcastle have been at the moment, um, Fulham have done, done really well to, to close that gap Because a few weeks ago, I think we'd all sort of written off the bottom three as it was. But now, I think Fulham, they've given themselves a real real fighting chance of staying up now. Yeah,
0: I mean... <sighs> They, they definitely have to put themselves in the, in the right position, especially on the, the run that Newcastle's been on as well. Um, but as like we, we all alluded to as well, the, the run of fixtures um, for Fulham coming up after Crystal Palace midweek, week um, not in any order, but they have Liverpool, they have Man City, they have Spurs, they have City and Chelsea all in their next six games. Um, granted, Bar City, obviously none of them are in great form, but you know all those teams are capable of turning on a performance on any day. Um the fans might not feel it sometimes. But um you know it's like Chelsea are quite capable of putting four or five past them, as are as are Chelsea, as are Liverpool, as are even Arsenal. I think they've got Arsenal in there as well. Um I mean realistically they need to make sure they beat Crystal Palace, um, pick up as many points as they can out of those games and hope that they're in with a chance. For that, for that last game of the season, Dave. Um, and obviously you guys need to just keep plucking away at as many points as you can, hoping hoping it doesn't come down to that last game of the season.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, 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 we shouldn't be in this situation, but, um, you know, we can't undo what, what what it is. But um, as you said, size is fair play to them for picking up so many points over the last week. Um, However, they have gone from throwing in one of the worst performances of the season <laughs> against Fulham last week, to obviously turn a new over this week. It's just, it sums up the whole league up, doesn't it? It's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty unpredictable, to say the least.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those seasons. Um, I think the biggest um, concern for Fulham, is, is, I think it's what it's been all season. It's just the goals, isn't it? It's just, if the goals are going to stay there, obviously they got the two from the, from the new boy last weekend. Lukman got the goal here, but there's not really a. They've not really got like that Danny Ings or obviously, sorry to mention the name because you've been for weeks, but they've not got like that Callum Wilson, you know that just that that trusted scorer, you know that they can just rely on. And I think that'll be the biggest concern for for Fulham fans, especially in the games coming up where chances are likely to be much like fewer and far between. Then they will have like I mean they had seven shots on target, seven off target against Sheffield United, and scored one. I can't see them getting that many chances against even Liverpool and and Spurs. You know, in the next two games.
2: Well, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we said this a few weeks ago that they've become very difficult to beat. Um, So even if they, you know, even if they're not going to score the goals, you can't see teams necessarily turn them over particularly. and that's not, not what I want to hear this time of the <laughs> yeah.
0: season. Well, well, fingers crossed on that one. Um, as I say, we will come to them. Did we say they're playing midweek? Uh, no, 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 next good. midweek, I think. Yeah, next weekend, um, and that's the Crystal Palace, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if they're off Zaha, you'd unfortunately, Dave, you'd fancy fool them. They are just on the
2: form they're on. Um, but again, Palace are another team that are quite capable of turning Fulham over. Um, well, the thing with Palace is that um, they are only four points up the road from us, and if they're going to lose to Fulham, I think they—you know—it's <laughs> not the—it's—it's it's not the end of the world as far as I'm concerned because they are <laughs> Well, yeah. they've kind of—we've seen with former Palace—they play one in every five where they play out their skins and just get enough points on the board and. Fulham's the type of game they normally turn up for and just beat them, and that'll be the end of that. But um, that performance against Burnley has really kind of opened a lot of people's eyes to how how poor they are without Zaha. So it's um, they'll be looking over their shoulders, I would think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Old boy will um, will be hoping for um, a Premier League safety on which many feel will be his last game of the season, last season. At Crystal Palace. Um, We'll come on to today's fixtures then. um, David Moyes does it again. Um, And Spurs' woes continue. Um, Sorry, Jesse. Uh, West Ham 2, Tottenham 1. Michael Antonio and the rejuvenised Jesse Lingard um, with Lucas Mora pulling one back in the second half. Uh, Simon, I'll come to you on this one.
1: Um, Very good from West Ham, especially in the first half, I thought. Um, Very poor goal to have given away the first one. Lingard's goal, he struck it beautifully. I don't really know where this sort of run of form has come from because the last few years, he, he seems to have done absolutely nothing, but maybe he's just found himself the right club for him. Um, I thought Spurs improved a little bit in the second half. I, I thought Bale actually had a, probably one of his better games since he's gone back to Tottenham. He, he looked a bit more at it. Came very close to scoring a lovely equalizer as well as brilliant effort half volley from the edge of the box which uh, crashed off the bar. But I think if Tottenham had, had got a point from this, I think West Ham would have been really, really <clears throat> annoyed with themselves because for large parts of the game they were they were winning well control, I thought, and into the top four again. And you know, I think are we getting to the stage where we're going to say that? serious contenders for a top four finish at the end of the season, because they just seem to be getting results week in week out, and, and playing quite well in, in some of these games as well
0: Top four out of the possibility for West Ham, they or do you think Moyes can do it?
2: I mean, I think they'll fall away but, let's say we're 25 games in now, and they haven't yet um, I just think Chelsea are going to be breathing down their necks before long and I you have got to think Liverpool will get themselves put right at some point. Yeah. Um but I I mean you can't they could finish sixth and it would still be an unbelievable achievement for Moyes to to take that team from what was it, sixteenth last season? Um some, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh to European places. I mean that's he's made them far better than some of their parts and he's just done it quite cleverly with Lingard signing on loan was a gamble because he hadn't played properly for probably what 18 months two years um, and he's been unbelievable for them At the time where you know sometimes teams get to January and they need that pep up of a new signing just to give them a little bit of an edge and he's been great for them um, you look at Kufal the right back I think he's very handy very useful to have um, obviously check they had last season on loan but they bought him permanently and he's a handful to say the least um, but the biggest achievement he's got is that he's made Antonio one of the best forwards in the league really in terms of output. Um you know, if he's on the field you, you pretty much know he's gonna get at least one chance to score. And he usually takes it. Um they've just found a way to make him, you know, really efficient at what he does.
0: So basically to summarize that, David Moyes is probably going to get sacked at the end of the season for not winning the league now.
2: Um is <laughs> it that oh. way? <laughs> It's the type of thing they would do, isn't it? They'll, they'll have some of the manager lined up, and Moyes will be out. But um, I think he's repaired his reputation, which had been sullied somewhat <laughs> since the Everton days, to yeah, put it mildly.
0: Yeah, he's he's seemingly he's like it's like he's found himself again, isn't it? He's kind of got he's kind of gone back to his roots in a way where, the, you know, he's you he can almost see the players. He's got like almost like a modernized Everton way, but like you can kind of see the players that he's he favored the Everton you can almost see them in certain players um and as you mentioned Antonio's just it's frightening to play against them um, when we played um what well, about a month ago now um i mean they were they were shocking um granted um but i think i was terrified going into that game with Antonio against um, i think it was Henderson and i think it might have still been Fabinho at the time um but that's just the type of player Antonio is. Uh, he just he brings fear, as you say. He will get a chance, and he is quite he's quite lethal with it, and he, his work rate is exceptional. His biggest issue is just staying injury free, it seems.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's always going to dog him, I think, just because of you know his build and how he plays. Um, he's got to be managed pretty carefully, but uh, you know, he's the moment he's he's fit and firing, so. If he, oh. I think if, he, if he stays that way, then there's no reason why West Ham can't finish in the top six. It's just a matter of where.
0: Yeah, right. Well, that's the West Ham side of the way. Hey, right. Spurs, Simon. Um. <sighs>
1: <laughs> I I really don't know where they go, to be honest. Um, it's so strange. You know, start the season, the uh, first sort of couple of months, it looked like Mourinho had got them playing like in a. It wasn't the most attractive to watch, but it was really efficient, and they were really ruthless. But they just look—they—they they look like they could struggle to finish in the top ten at the moment, the way that they've been playing. Um, Kane and Son don't seem to be quite firing like they were at the start of the season. Um, like I say, I'm really not sure what what the answer is, because you'd think they. You could say get rid of Mourinho, but I think it's going to cost so much to do that. I, I don't know if, if they can.
0: Fifteen million, um, according to sports fans that um, I've spoken to on Twitter, um, along with the stadium debt, I, I don't think they can afford it.
2: When you think about that deal, though, I mean that makes no sense at all, as it? Why would you put someone like Mourinho in charge, knowing how much it's going to cost to to get rid of him? Given his history of, you know, lasting at a club for a couple of years and then inevitably the wheels fall off, which has happened earlier than you would have thought. <laughs> but um I think I mean it doesn't help they've played so many games already, but he you look at Son who I think him obviously him and Kane are the, the two the main the main two threats. Son looks absolutely knackered, like so out of it, um compared to Compared to um, where he was at the start of the season, he looked on Mike Lafford.
0: Uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see see how they end up. Um, there's mass talk on, on a son and Kane, whether they stay or go scenario. Um, does Harry Kane want to stay through another transitional period? Um, son, more likely to say, I think he signed a new contract quite recently. Um, but Still, I'd imagine they'll have Champions League goals and want to stay at that level, um, and that's not so guaranteed anymore with more and more clubs obviously improving. Um, do you feel they've now probably got well, you know what Jose's like as well? Got their all their eggs almost into the, the European basket route, go through the Europa League. Um, that's that's built for a Mourinho team, isn't it? That that format.
2: I think we said last week or the week before that's that's definitely where I'd be focusing my attention if I was was him Um, what are they now Ninth. they are 9 points off 4th place with a game in hand admittedly but I can't see them going on that kind of run not playing you know Sunday, Thursday for the rest of the season Um, I think fundamentally it is easier to win the Europa League than to get in the top 4 yeah
0: absolutely absolutely They won two 0 in the first leg. They won four, oh, oh, they, one, they, four well, one
2: or four nil? I know
0: they, they, yeah, oh no, they so, won they won well, but So they can almost um, rest players in the next game. So again, going back to your tiredness on son, you know, you could give him a you could almost give them like a, a week and a half rest
2: before playing them again. Well, you'd think, wouldn't you? But it doesn't seem to doesn't seem to matter to me. He just brings them on, come rain or shine. Like it's just same with Harry Kane. Just get get them on the field, get him, get his goals ratio up, and it's just you need to uh, you need to manage them a bit better, I think. But as I said last week, like they've got this Vinicius Junior, who all right, he's nowhere near as good as Harry Kane, but surely you can put him in for the second leg of that Europa League game and not worry about it.
0: Yeah, especially with the with the result that it is. I mean, I think, Simon, you mentioned something there which will be positive news for, for Spurs fans. I mean, Gareth Bale looked, looked good on Thursday in the Europa League and you said he you know, he, he had one of his better games today. That can only be a positive sign for Spurs fans, surely?
1: Yeah, you'd, you'd assume so. I mean, <clears throat> I think he probably needs a run of games now. Now that he's obviously, as you say, he sort of did quite well on Thursday and I thought he he looked pretty decent today, so the last thing that he needs now is to be dropped back to the bench, just try and give him a run of games and, and see if you can play him into a bit of form.
0: So, Gareth Bale starts on the bench. Um, yeah. <laughs> next game, we, we, we all know Mourinho's MO here. Um, I mean, that, I think the last thing on, on Spurs then, um, I think Arsenal fans, considering how bad the season they were, must be still licking their lips here. Um, <laughs> that Just to what, because Arsenal fans seem to have this sick pleasure. It doesn't matter how bad they are, as long as Spurs are doing just as bad. um, That means they're doing a good job. So, what next? We have, oh yeah, Hmm. Aston Villa 1, Leicester 2, Simon. Um, What went wrong?
1: Um, We didn't play well at all, um, especially first half. We were really, really poor. Leicester dominated possession. The frustrating thing from my point of view is the two goals that we gave away were not were really poor from a defensive point of view. It wasn't like Leicester really cut us open or worked hard for them. Um, Madison given far too much time on the edge of the area and lovely little finish into the bottom corner. And then we've got a really bad habit of what if we concede one goal seconds comes very quickly. It happened against West Ham the week. And it happened again today. Um, Vardy hit a decent shot. Martinez saved it. The defense just weren't alive to it. Harvey Barnes, he's, I think a fantastic player and gave us problems all day. Uh, reacted first, put them two nil up. And at that stage, I was fearing that like, we, we could get an absolute hammering here. Um, Second half, got a goal very early on. We improved a little bit, but I never really felt like we were going to get back into the game. Um, maybe the last sort of five, ten minutes, Leicester just dropped back a little bit and made it difficult for us to get through. Um, so disappointing. And we've sort of been on a bit of a poor run recently, but I think four of the last defeats that we've had have so been against the current top four. So in the you know the grand scheme of things, it's obviously always disappointing when you lose. But you know we lost to a team who went second with that win today. Obviously, you know, the later results meant that they're now third. We're still sitting in eighth, two points, uh, or four points behind Liverpool and sixth for two games in hand. So in the grand scheme of things, it's not you know the end of the world by any means. Um, we miss Grealish wasn't playing today, but. And a few people have jumped on saying, oh, without Greenish, they can't do anything. I'll be honest, even if he's playing today, I don't think we'd have come away with a win. I actually think we missed Matty Cash at right back a lot more because Harvey Barnes had an absolute field day against El Um, You know, he hasn't played much at all this season now, and to be dropped into a game like that up against one of the best wingers in the league at the moment was a real struggle for him, and yeah, Cash was definitely the bigger miss for me.
0: So, a question from me, having read your Twitter today, um, as the game was going on, uh, what was Kasper Schmeichel doing that was really, really getting to you?
1: Oh, when we, when we scored, Choiore scored the goal, and Schmeichel just started kneeling on him and wouldn't get up, and then got really, really angry when Ollie Watkins told him to fuck off. <laughs> and then, later on in the game, he he went mental again. And f- for no reason, like, I, I I couldn't understand what was going on. If there'd have been like a square up or something, sometimes you think, oh, OK, players got angry. But he just seemed so unnecessarily angry over absolutely nothing. He was just really winding me up. But I, I like Casper Schmeichel, so I was just really annoyed at that.
0: Yeah, your tweets almost had me watching the game. Um, <laughs> I mean, Dave, thoughts on this? And, um, Leicester train again, they're another one that just you have got over that mental block that they normally have um, and they're, they're going strong still.
2: Yeah, and I think... Uh, I know Sai says um, uh, Cash was a bigger mission than Grealish, but I think if you're an opposition team and you turn up to play Villa and Grealish isn't in the team, you immediately get a bit of a boost. Um, I wouldn't be anywhere near as worried playing against that Villa team when you've got, who was it, El Ghazi? Yeah. Um, who, you know, decent player, don't get was wrong, but he's, he's not great, is he? Um, and I think a lot of people expected Barkley to sort of step up, and he, he just didn't. Um, he was—he
1: was so poor,
2: very average, well, very average poor, in fact. Um, and I don't know—I don't know why. Because um, I don't know they're saying he's come back from injury, but it was a while ago now, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, that's—he came back. I think the Man City game was his first game back, and the first sort of few games. You, uh well obviously we're playing every couple of days, so you can put that down to a lack of match fitness. But the last two two games he's had two full weeks of training to prepare for them, so that can't be an excuse for me.
2: No, I wouldn't have thought so. And uh, as you say, this was a game where there's a lot of English talent on show. Madison, Barnes, I think Southgate was there watching. And if uh you know, if if um, Barclay had any hopes of trying to get himself back in that England picture for the Euros, I think he's uh Going to be struggling for that.
1: I don't think there's any chance of him breaking into that. With, as you said, the amount of sort of English talent in that area of the pitch, he's he's just not done enough. I, I said it last week. There's a reason why at 27 he's on loan at Villa and not starting for Chelsea, is because he's yeah. too inconsistent. I mean, ability-wise, in terms of pure technical ability, I'd say he's a better player than Mason Mount, but Mount performs week in week out. Barkley just doesn't.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think with Mount, he's, uh, he's just very good at a lot of things, not exceptional at particularly any of them, um, but, you know, very good, very reliable, um, and, you know, has a, there's a pretty much no question mark of his attitude, whereas Barkley's had this throughout sort his of career where, you know, is he working as hard as he, as he should or could, to you know, to be all he can be, um, and he doesn't seem to be that kind of person or player.
1: Yeah, I mean i would i would be I was amazed that he lasted seventy five minutes today because I thought he was just really poor. And if he if he starts next week, I think there'll be a lot of unhappy Villa fans because he, he's done nothing the last few games to justify a starting position. We've got a youngster, Jacob Ramsey, and uh, Morgan Sanson who we signed to when they've come on in the last few games, have shown a lot more energy. So them two will be knocking at the on Dean Smith's door this week, I think, for a starting spot.
2: We only said last week, didn't we, that uh, he might have to look at rotating the squad a bit. Now, I don't know, do you say Grealish's injury is a month or so?
1: Um, Well, he came after the game today, he said that it's not um, anything major and that he's hoping to have him back for Leeds next week. But we've been here before with Grealish's injuries. When we were, the year we got promoted from the Championship, he got injured in the December, and we were told, that oh, it's nothing major." We didn't see him for three months, um, so that's that is a worry because no one they've sort of been very cagey about what what's gone on. So obviously, from our point of view, we need him back asap because if he's out for a significant amount of time, then um, yeah, it'll be it'll be difficult for us.
2: It would be, but like you see you're not necessarily a one man team. I mean. No, I think I think it's obviously a big part of how you play, but um, you've got enough talent in that forward line to to you know find a different way of, of playing and making goals. And uh, there's no reason why it would necessarily do early season, but I think what do you want now? Thirty-six points, a couple of games in hand. It kind of it couldn't happen at a worse time, could it?
1: Yeah, I mean, as I, as I've kind of said earlier, even if he'd been playing today, I'm not. 100% sure we, we'd have won anyway. You know, Leicester are a very good team. I think when when we're playing the better teams, then obviously we we really struggle without him. I think had we been playing someone like I don't know uh, Sheffield United or Crystal Palace today, then we we'd have probably coped without him. But um, yeah, he he's a miss against the, the especially the good defensive teams at the top of the table. He's yeah, just that yeah. bit of cre- creativity to break them down.
0: I think Villa like Villa have got a great season regardless. Oh, the, yeah. As you say. Um, as of Leicester, are they not guaranteed, but are they based? They're, they're odds on, but they were odds on last year, but surely they can't fall away this year. Um, like the form they're in, the players they've got, um, I mean, joint second, um, they've got to finish in the top four this year, or it surely becomes a that has to be seen as a poor result if they don't now yeah
2: I think so I think after blowing it last season if they'd have done blow it again this year I mean that, that's almost unforgivable isn't it I mean, he's done so well to get them in this position but they're playing, they're playing you know probably second or third best football in the league at the minute um, if they don't finish in the top four again after the, from this from here like that's, that's a mentality thing for me rather than a quality thing so are you in agreement there?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think the position they're in, uh, the way they're playing, to, if they blew it from here, then, yeah, serious questions would have to be asked. Doing it once, is you, you can sort of forgive that, but if they did it two years in a row, then then you'd be slightly worried.
2: I hope. I've got a feeling he won't, but I hope Rogers almost fucked off the Europa League at some point. Um yeah. Maybe not last 16 against Slavia Prague or Sparta Prague. I remember the playing but I hope he doesn't go all out for it because it's going to end in tears, and that's where they end up getting beaten, like the semis, and then finish this <laughs> I think I think they um they've got a lot going for them, but they haven't got enough to compete on both fronts to the very end. I wouldn't have said. No, that that's
0: fair. Um, and we'll come on to a team who's definitely got enough to compete on all four fronts, it seems, this season. Um, the squad price of £796 million, um, with their starting 11 and subs today. Man City with just a 1-0 win over Arsenal, um, very early goal from Sterling. Um, yeah, just a very, very complete performance here,
2: Dave, yeah? Yeah, well, it's a bit of a nothing game in that, they obviously scored the very early goal and kind of kept the ball for half an hour. Arsenal had a good spell where you thought, you know, they've got a bit of territory here. But I think there was only two shots on target in the whole game. Um, it was... Arsenal did well to, to keep it keep themselves in it because, you know, they could have fallen away having conceded so early on. Um, but... Um, man City so just do what they've kind of done for a while now, which is do what they need to do to win and not an awful lot else. Um... Yeah. They, they've conceded 15 goals this season. <laughs> like, oh. That's absolutely savage. I think we concede conceded 15 goals in a week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think we've conceded I mean, that just to Aston Villa this season.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's incredible, isn't it? I know Chelsea's um, Mourinho side posted similar numbers. Um, But when you think Man City conceded five to Leicester in about match day two or three? Yeah. So they've conceded 10 in 23 games or whatever it works out. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's absolutely ridiculous so isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, when you think one of them was like, off with of Charles and Nuts on Thursday night or whatever it was, Like it was, they're just so hard to break down. It's, uh, it's. I mean, what is it now? 10-point gap. They're, um, they're going to win the league. They're going to have it won at a canter, I would suggest. And uh, as you alluded to, Ali, there's no reason why they won't win the whole lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I was going to come on to do. Like, I know we, say this, we seem to say this every time City went on a roll over the past few seasons, but I feel this is the season genuinely that they could do it. I still think the one that they're least likely to win is the Champions League. I don't think they're set up to win yeah. the Champions League. I still don't think Pep, Pep gets in his own head too often. And as bad as Liverpool are this season, I genuinely believe Liverpool will be closer to win the Champions League than a City will. Um well, but the quality is ridiculous. I, I mentioned that money not having a go at City because if I had the if we could spend the same money, I'd love to do it. But it's <laughs> a, a very expensively formed squad and they've, they've pieced it together very well
2: this season. They say City probably won't win the Champions League, but over two legs, who's going to beat them? Like the, the, the issue has always been that they're a bit too cavalier and that you know. Yes, they've got De Bruyne and Aguero and Bernardo Silva and Mares and all this, but you can turn them over in possession and all of a sudden it's quite easy to get at them. That just isn't the case anymore. Like to cut we've already just covered that their, their defensive record there. Over two legs, it's almost like playing an Italian team in the in the nineties and the early two thousands, like this this they give away so few goals. How on earth do uh do someone beat them over two legs?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, they they have not played there this week, haven't they, for Champions League?
2: Yes, Mönchengladbach.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, you'd imagine they'll be more than okay. Uh,
2: uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, they're a good side, but they're a typical Bundesliga side, which is, um, you know, quite good going forward and not so good at the back.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, right, okay then. Put your, put your money on the line just now. Um, do, do you think they can win all four? Yes. Simon?
1: They can. I don't think they will.
0: I, uh, I, I think, I, I, I still don't think they can win the Champions League. Um. I think mentally they're just, it's more a mental thing than anything. I, I, and I don't think they are set up for a two leg. I think they're not I say that now because they have completely changed the way they play, as you mentioned, with the, the amount of goals conceded. I just think over a 2 leg team against a, a, a half-decent team, I think Pep will get in his own head and he'll try and attack or do something silly, and I think just like the away goals or or something, will kill them. Um, I think they'll, they could comfortably win the three. I think no, they've already got the the league and the league cup wrapped up. League Cup, we named the Man City Trophy nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be their thing and I, I just can't see Spurs beating them. Um and then obviously the FA Cup will be a bit different now. and it all depends when the fixtures lie the further they go into the Champions League as well. Um how the rotation works. Um on Arsenal though, um another defeat, um, tenth in the league. Two points behind Spurs. Spurs have got a game in hand. Um
2: including them in the top half at least. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess I guess they are. You're right. Um, <laughs> uh, they're 10th and they probably deserve to be 10th. I don't think that's unfair to say. I think uh, they are bang average, but they have shown signs at the minute of finding a way to play next season, which I think is kind of what Arteta's game plan is now. Um, I think they've, they're starting to sort of pencil players into roles that they'll play for a long time, such as, Saka playing a lot further at the field than he was at the beginning of the season. I think Aubameyang is going to be a centre-forward going forward rather than um, a left winger. Um, I think they've, they've settled on you know, going know four at the back rather than five.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Simon, much more to add on, on either team here. Um,
1: no, Not really. I mean, I, I'll be honest, Two minutes into the game, I didn't think it was going to finish one nil. I thought, <laughs> I thought, well, right, City could really open them up. But then, to be fair, I think Arsenal, I, I think they've got along with us the joint second best defensive record in the league this season. They don't actually concede too many goals, and they'll, I'm sure they'll be furious that the one they conceded today was a, a Raheem Sterling header in the six yard box with, with no one near him. It's such a poor goal to give away. Um, But yeah, I don't think you can read too much about them from this game Because the difference in class between the two teams is just ridiculous So, good win for City again And like you say, I think they'll win the league at an absolute cancer to be honest They they just look so good at the moment And without playing a striker again today I think it was Gundogan was in the first night They they basically haven't had a striker all season Which is quite remarkable really
0: yeah, I think that'll be their big investment in the summer. You'd like to find way, and it's, it's a scary, scary proposition that it might be Inger Haaland. <laughs> Just God, to yeah. add to that 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 rich team that's there.
2: Oh, that is terrifying. If, put, if, you put, if you put him in that forward line, that's your Aguero replacement, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do. Not a bad one, I suppose. No, exactly. I mean, it, since they've been talking him all a caco like... Which one euro do you would rather have?
0: <laughs> no, I um I agree it's a scary, scary prospect, and I mean isn't the rumor that it's like a 75 million euro buyout? Um, I mean that's that, that, that's pennies, pennies really. Pennies, yeah. 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 Think of the player you're getting. I mean they've had for me, Aguero's probably been the best striker, and but I, I know you'll disagree, Dave, but for me, Aguero's been the best number nine, best striker um, that I've seen in the Premier League. Um, just ridiculous. I mean goal scoring goes to Shearer, but just that overall striker I thought has been phenomenal. Um and I think if you bring in Haaland and you can get that you know that same type of length for service and um the form that he's shown that he's got the potential As I think the big rumor the big gossip sorry is the Mbappe Haaland seems to be the new Ronaldo Messi. <laughs> um you know of, of the next generation um that's a frightening city city team to build around um, yeah scary. scary um, last game of the evening Dave
2: take us away mate it's, it's frustrating I mean again it's not a game I really expected to win but we played really well for maybe 45 minutes and we started off well we pressed them well we made them make mistakes which again what we've been looking to do and then unfortunately Rashford against Emil Craft just not a contest down that side so they get their opening goal, and you think, well, that's the end of that. And then, you know, we keep going. We get to equalise, pretty much within five ten minutes, I think it was. Um, so Maxman had a, you know, good a good half and gets his goal, and you think, well, fully deserve to be level, and we can we can go on from here. And second half, once we went behind, we just just fell away, and we've lost the game because both full backs didn't cover themselves in glory. I thought Dallo could have done better with at least one of the goals, possibly both, uh, of the open player goals give away a soft pen. Um I mean it, it, it probably is a pen, but just so unnecessary. Um and yeah, like it's I didn't expect to win. I can I can take the positives out of it, but at this stage don't need positives, we need points. Yes. Um and all right, old Trafford's not it's never been a happy not hunting ground for us. I think we've won once there in certainly my lifetime, probably a bit longer. <laughs> um so again, you know, didn't expect to get the points. I'm pleased we didn't get humped, which is always a fear with us, um, but as we mentioned at the very top of the show, we've got Wolves next weekend and that looks like a an enormous game um, for, the sake of our, for the sake of our season, really.
0: I, um, I'll i hold my hands up here, Dave, I'm taking the blame for you, He's losing this game. Um, I said to Simon before, um, this is the first football I've watched live um, for, for two months now almost. I came downstairs, Mm. my daughter had Netflix on, I turned it over, (laughs) BT was still on from the UFC last night, I turned it over, go, Newcastle equalised. Excellent. Newcastle looked great till half-time, well, maybe not great, but looked good. Looked good good at the start of the second half. Daughter comes out of the bath, comes downstairs, um, shows who's boss in the house, turns it straight back to her cartoons. Um, I checked live score, literally two minutes later, and Man United went 2-1 up. So I'll um, I'll hand my apologies over
2: now, mate. I us that game. Yeah, I do to know how much I can blame you for that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As I said much earlier on, like this squad shouldn't be seventeenth. It's kind of ludicrous that we are looking over yeah. our shoulders as being relegated. But like I've said for nearly two years now, Steve Bruce is not a Premier League manager. We should never have appointed him, and it's his fault we are where we are. Like even a even a decent Premier League manager would, would have us probably three or four places up the table and nowhere near the bottom three but uh he is a hindrance he's he's an active hindrance on our progress and unfortunately until we drop in the bottom three or get relegated he'll probably still be in charge i would take a relegation right now if it meant we got a new ownership and a new start i mean i'm not precious about being a top play club i just want to have you know a club back that actually tries properly to compete yeah um, you can enjoy again well, if we have to drop down division to get that, then so be it. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fussed. I mean, if there's a time to do it, it's probably now. When the only reason you don't say, well, let's get relegated, because you don't want people to lose their jobs, but people have already lost their jobs. Um, so let's get relegated, get a new ownership, and start again, if that's what it takes. But obviously, ideally, you'd like to do that at the top level, and not have to go through the the rigmarole. But um, Vegas can't be choosers, so. Obviously, there's no guarantees. No one else will get relegated and not get any ownership and then and then where will we be? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. that's, where, that's where we are. Like, it's, just, it's pretty dire at the minute. Um, I still think we'll stay up. Um, I know Fulham are on a, bit, a good run at the minute, but we've won two of our last five. They've won two of their last five. It's not like totally one-way traffic. Um, it's just, they look good, whereas we never really look that convincing.
0: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with more with everything you've said, Dave. have um, bar the, obviously the personal side of things that's all but you I think I didn't realise, remember we spoke about this way back when I when I first took over from Chris, about just how good how good's probably not the right word, but obviously like the the quality in your your sport was is much better than then I had even realised obviously not paying too much attention because obviously it just wasn't Liverpool so at the time I didn't I didn't almost didn't care So such, such. And, and obviously it wasn't me having to worry about talking about the games, it was it was yourselves and Chris. So um I think it shocked me then. It's definitely not a sixteenth, seventeenth place team, you know, it should be a, a comfortable that that ninth to thirteenth, tenth to fourteenth at the very, very lowest um type team. Um I mean, Simon, I mean, thoughts on the game and, and how you see Newcastle's next couple of weeks going as well?
1: Uh, the game, I think Dave covered it well. Newcastle were decent ish in the first half. Um, Man U, I, it still baffles me how their seconds, because I, I don't think they play particularly well every time I watch them. They seem to just keep getting away with uh, picking up the wins. As for Newcastle for the rest of the season, I'm I'm slightly concerned for them over the next few weeks because they don't have Callum Wilson. And the way Bruce plays, you know, is so negative. chances are at a premium. And without a player like him up there who is going to stick those chances away, you just worry where the goals are coming from. I, I think it's handy from their point of view that Fulham, after the Palace game, have got some tricky fixtures on paper coming up because I'd struggled to see Newcastle castle picking up many points over the next few weeks without that striker up there.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, completely fair. Um, so Dave, where do you go in the next couple of weeks? What's your, what's your prediction?
2: Well, I mean, you're right, it's a, it's a huge concern not having Wilson because he he scored too high a percentage of our goals. I haven't got the exact figures, but you know, without him, we are a lot worse off. Um, he played Joe Linton in his position tonight and I just kind of get away with what he is. I mean, I don't think he really knows what he is. Like, he's not a number nine. He's not particularly creative. He's not particularly big. He's he's just kind of there. He's, <laughs> he's not really a threat to anybody. To me, I, I would I would probably have to stick with with Dwight Gale playing there, um, who, again, I don't particularly rate at Premier League level, but he's probably our know, best chance of scoring if a chance falls to him. Um, I mean ideally you'd just chop Gale's legs off and give them to Callum Wilson for a few weeks like if, <laughs> if that's an option I would, to, I would definitely explore that um, but no I mean we're just going to have to find a way um, we've got Sam Maxman who's starting to get back to full fitness and against teams who aren't you know, as good as Man United I'd, I'd fancy him to make a difference we played Southampton a few weeks ago and he was, he, he was the difference really um, him and Almiron Almiron's the other one who people give him a lot of stick because he didn't score in his, his first six months, whatever it was. But he's been almost single-handedly carrying us for the last few weeks. Like he's he's absolutely buzzing about the place and he's got a lot of assets which we can make use of. But he's only ever going to be as good as the strikers in front of him, I think, because uh, he's, he as we said he's not like a natural finisher himself. So he needs someone to work with. Um, so really, you know, I'd get them two in as much as possible. I think Willock's decent enough. Um, as a almost like box to box midfielder, better than what we had before. And you just got to try and, try and find a way to win games. Um, Wolves are a team who are dour, but again, they can get you on the break. So I am worried because our fullbacks are, are actually a massive concern I mean, they're, they're really, Them the They really need them being particularly good. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they'd come back in for, for Lewis. Uh, I think, unfortunately, Manke was out for a little while, so he'll be stuck with Kraft. Um, but yeah, Wolves and then West Brom away, and then Villa at home. <laughs> it's, 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 we've got to beat West Brom away. I think that goes without saying. Um, and it's, it's getting to the point where you almost say, well, if we if we beat Wolves with the fixtures full and we've got coming up, we could we could be six points ahead and stay six points ahead for a little while, um, and that would do me. <laughs> but, yeah. Not as simple as that is it.
0: Yeah, finger, fingers crossed, Dave. Um it's uh yeah, it's a scary prospect for you, as you say. I mean you I mean you can look on the bright side of it I and mean, you can get rid of Bruce doing it the other way, but obviously the, the, the long term goal, hopefully you stay in the league. Get rid of Bruce and get new owners. Um that's 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 the better scenario. Um, on the on the owner front, Dave, is there any more
2: there's been nothing for a while now. Um, Mike actually was pictured in Saudi Arabia this week with um, someone of importance. I can't remember who he was, but whether that's relevant or not, I don't know. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that they're working on trying to find a way to get it done. Um, but whether you can break that, that deadlock, I have no idea. Um, I am very worried that the outcome of all this legal proceedings will be Meg actually gets a water compensation and we <laughs> and we get no we actually as a club get nothing because um, there'll be no further forward unless he's going to you know spend millions and millions of pounds in the summer. I don't think it'll make any difference to us. We literally need some legislation to change that allows us to have these owners. But uh, it's it goes beyond football, doesn't it? There's a lot of geopolitical stuff in there which I'm not even going to pretend to understand.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's fair. Um right, we have a couple of midweek games. I'll get a quick prediction from yourselves. Um they are give me two seconds. I'm um, better prepared. Alley would have been much better here. <laughs> um do do. Apologies for this. Um I'm sure somebody will cut it out and make it sound better, although this is much more natural. We have uh, on well, tomorrow evening we have Brighton Crystal Palace,
2: chaps. Uh Dave. I hope it's a draw. <laughs> um, keep them both down there, but uh, on form, Brighton will win.
0: And Simon.
1: Uh, I think this is going to be a really boring draw, and I can't believe it's been pitched for Monday night football. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that's well, the reason we recorded tonight, rather than. Yeah. Well, it's like it's the it's the least popular derby in, in football, and it's like they're a hundred miles apart, and they fell they fell out what thirty years ago, and. Apparently, people still care about that. I don't know. Oh, dear. And okay,
0: Tuesday night, well, the bosses, Leeds United, taking on Southampton. Um, I'll come you first on this one, Simon.
1: Like with all Leeds games, I haven't got a clue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I'll I'll go for Leeds win, but I mean, literally any results wouldn't surprise me. If Calvin Phillips is back, then Leeds win.
2: Okay, and Dave, for yourself. I don't know, just toss a coin. I mean, I've got no idea. Like, <laughs> both teams will just attack the hell out of each other. Um, I, I think Leeds will win, but I, I wouldn't like to put any sort of money on it. So. <laughs> well,
0: n- nice little segue there with uh, they're putting some money on it. And um, we had a, we had a brief discussion, um, in a, in a little WhatsApp group about having a little betting corner segment. Um, between now and the end of the season. Did you guys have a look this
2: week or shall we start it for next week and just let everybody know what we're going to do? Oh, We can, we can do it now. I mean, that, I that reminds what the rules are. but <laughs> so
0: Basically, we're going to do a betting corner. So we get an imaginary £10 a week um, right. to pick on... I think we should max it at like four teams. Um, however you want, either a team to win, goal scorers. So you're only allowed four lines in the segment. Let us know and the listeners know. Um, what you picked, what the what the odds are, and what your returns, um, and then basically we'll see where we are in the season. Um, more likely, I think there's 13 weeks left, so we'll be minus £130 pound each. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so more or less that's it. Um, and then obviously every week, I'll, at the end of the pod, I'll I'll keep track of this. I'm sure Ross will have a spreadsheet somewhere, um, and we'll we'll see where we are. So the maximum bet we'll put on every week doesn't matter if we win this week, it'll still only be £10 pound each we'll put on. Next week, and then we'll we'll see who the winner is. Um, and uh, if it's if
2: it's not me, I'll maybe get
0: a, a little prize out to one of you Um, whoever it is.
2: Right. Okay. I get it. <laughs> um, so what? I can have, I can have a fourfold? Can I?
0: You can have a, yeah a fourfold, anything you want. So you could pick a first goal scorer, a team to win, both teams to score, anything like that. All
2: right. Okay. Well. I can give you my fourfold, which I've just put together.
0: Excellent. Give me a second. Uh, and I will just tell somebody to edit all
2: this out. <laughs> you, only base, you only need the basic rules. See, if we had if we had any sort of skills, we'd have like, a, um, an Ali getting his pen jingle or something. And, <laughs> <laughs> just pass the time, wouldn't
0: it? The one other thing is I've had to go into the 11 pieces of me books. <laughs> oh. It's okay, right. So Dave's fourfold.
2: We have. Right. Man City to beat West Ham. Yep. Tottenham to beat Burnley. Uh
0: huh. Right. Yep.
2: Leicester to beat Arsenal. Yep. And Liverpool to beat Sheffield United. And that's a massive 5.63 to
0: 1. 5.63. Yep. So basically 56 back. No,
2: 66 back. Yeah, exactly.
0: 6630 return for Dave. Right, Simon, have you had a look? Uh,
1: yeah, okay. I'll give you a four fold. Yeah, City to beat West Ham.
0: You just kind of copy each other. That's just. No, no, no. no. Very boring.
1: Uh, yeah, City to beat West Ham, obviously. Oh, that's yep. Banker. I'll go Brighton to beat West Brom. Oh,
0: right.
1: Um. Okay, Chelsea-Manu draw. Oh, and I'll go in the Leeds Villa game. I'll say both teams, both teams to score and over three and a half goals.
0: Both teams to score and over three
1: and a half. I've no idea what that comes to. <laughs> I've, I've just looked at the fixture list.
2: Oh, come on! Oh dear. Uh, hang, hang on then. Read them out again. I'll 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 stick them. So we've got City to win. Brighton
0: to win. Yep.
2: City, Brighton. Yep. Uh,
0: Chelsea to draw.
2: That's that Sunday, it must be. Yeah. Yes. It is.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then Leeds, where both teams to score plus three and
2: a half goals. Oh uh, fucking hell. Um. <laughs> Which which Leeds match? The Saturday Leeds match?
1: The Saturday one, yeah, against Villa.
2: All right. So, uh, full-time result and what? Over three and a half? Yeah. Draw, do you say? Or what do you say? Uh,
1: I said uh, both teams to
2: score and over no, three and, oh, and a sorry, half. Oh, sorry, right, okay. Um, both teams to score over three and a half. Both teams to score over three and a half. It's six to four. So that comes out at uh, 19.26 to one. So that will return and. Uh, um, two pounds and fifty eight pence.
0: Hundred two pounds and fifty eight pence. Perfect. Right. So I will go. What betting site are you using, David? Skybet. Skybet. That's fine. Um, just so we can keep all the odds the same. I will keep mine much more simple. <laughs> um, then just just for the just for the first week, just to go that a little bit easier, we shall go with. Um. I'm going to I'm going to drop down a league, um, and I'm going to take Brentford to get back to winning ways. Then I am going to take I'm going to pick Crew to beat Sunderland. Just for you,
2: Dave. Oh, I mean, you, you, you're throwing money you away here. Really. <laughs> it's
0: uh,
2: funny. Hang on, do you want me to build this as well?
0: Oh, it's all right. It. I've got this one going. Oh, okay,
2: okay,
0: okay. I'm, I'm more on the ball than than, yeah. than. I am going to go to Scotland, um, where I am going to go for Aberdeen to beat Celtic. No, Aberdeen to draw with Celtic. Um, because the Celtic aren't going to want to lose the title at Celtic Park, um, against Rangers, which would happen if they won their game, um. And I shall then take... Let's just go back to the Premiership. and I'll, I'll take one... Yeah, let's go for... Let's go for Leeds to beat Villa. Um, just so I can have some glory of anything does happen.
2: <laughs>
0: against you, Simon. And I have a 45.05 to 1. Um, well.
2: <laughs> so, my returns
0: would be <laughs> four hundred pounds. And 53
2: pence. Still don't think I've got a bit conservative here with my picks. <laughs> yeah,
0: or sensible. <laughs> yes. um, okay, so bear in mind if any of this isn't edited as much as we it should be um, because of our poor planning. Um, those are the first three bets. If you can keep up with that, uh, we will go over them again next week where we will have the bets lined up next week. Uh, so it's just yeah. a quick. We'll go to each one, write them down. Um so bear with us on that one. Got a little fun betting corner just to um the football's a bit terrible for two of us, um and it's not fair Simon having all the fun. Um <laughs> so Simon, let us uh, let us just know where they can find you and anything that's that's coming out for yourself on the, the villa front of that as well? Uh,
1: so, yeah, on Twitter it's at vegan and I'm now part of the uh, video villa podcast. It's called the Halt uh, so we recorded uh, earlier on today after the game. So, yeah, if you're a Villa fan, you want to check that out. It's very good, so go on.
2: Did you get scoured on the back of your p- appearance on Pointless? Always, this already in the pipeline. <laughs>
1: uh, no, this came from uh, Man the Post, actually. Chris um, tagged me in a, a post on Twitter a few weeks ago, and I just got in t- touch with them and sort of went from there.
2: Ah. The scouting system works. Yeah, I feel, I feel <laughs> well, like
0: the Thursday show are trying to sabotage us. They? They're well, trying to make us lose members.
2: That's, well, we know size bleeds weekend review, so I mean, that'll be exactly. fine. Exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> plus,
2: we'll on, we, we've got to keep Sai on Sai because if we have a meet we know now for a fact he's got the money to buy us all a pint, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. And Dave, what
0: about yourself? Where can everybody find you? Anything uh,
2: to bring up? Yeah, yeah, on Twitter, I am at CM9798. <laughs> Um, we have the Champman podcast coming out this week, it's all recorded now, um, so we're just waiting on, uh, that's been released, should be probably the middle of next week, um, and as usual I've got the foot Manager save on our um, sister site, which is fm underscore otp, if you want to see me managing Cork on a real-time basis.
0: Yeah, I, I fair play to you on this one, this one, that must be... Um... Very, very time consuming as such because the the frustration not being able to just keep going.
2: Um yeah, it's it, it, well, I like that I can only I do have to do like an hour a night at most. Sometimes no night at all. Like it just skips past a day and it's like, well, that's great. Um <laughs> but uh then you kinda of, you know you just want to play and play and play if you're getting if you're getting results and you have to sit on it for a week. So it's like being a real manager, Ali. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Um we have uh, eleven pieces of me out this week. Um, uh, a lost episode, we will admit, um, with Greg from Man in the Post. Um, it's been so long. I'm not actually. I think it was Ryan that was co at the time with me. Um, can't remember his team. I've got it written down in my book, but yeah, that was that was a while ago. So sorry for that, Greg. Um, but we have one more recorded, um, and we have names lined up now to basically start recording very regularly where it'll be like a a mix of course with with dave um ryan um and and a few others whoever can fill in the time that i need them so yeah check those out um as always you can find man in the post on all your social media platforms at man in the post um give us a five star rating and review on apple please and wherever you find your podcast um just whatever way you can support us just give us um Just do it that way, please. Um, As always, just let us know what you think on Twitter. Um, You can give us abuse, praise us, tell us we're doing good or bad, either way. Um, But, yeah, just thank you very much for joining me again, gentlemen. Thank you. you. Cheers. And always remember to keep your man in the post.